Life isn't about avoiding the bruises. It's about collecting the scars to prove that we showed up for it. Join Nikki Seberini for the next hour as she explores heroism through illness. There is a warrior inside each of us. This is LifeLinks with the DL Link. LifeLinks is a funding initiative of the DL Link. Like to introduce our next guest, um, Gogo Deneo Nlanzi, who is a Sangoma, a spiritual teacher, a healer, a life coach, an African storyteller. Um, and I can go on and on. Um, <clears throat> Gogo Deneo has done incredible stuff. Um, um, Gogo Deneo, welcome. So lovely to have you on the sh- show. Such a pleasure. I'm honored to be part of the show. Thank you so much for inviting me. Well, thank you for your time. You know, I've just been reading up uh, so much about you. I mean, you've done incredible things. I mean, recently participating in the On the Call to Unite global campaign, um, which was aimed at giving positive offerings in the current pandemic with leaders like Oprah Winfrey and Quincy Jones and Ndabo Mandela and Martin Luther King III, just to name a few. I mean, that must have been incredible. But before we get to all of that, I, I want to ask you, um, Gogo Deneo, yeah. they talk about becoming a Sangoma as a calling. It's like it's beyond you. Things happen and you're called to become a Sangoma. Tell us a little bit about your story. How how did you become this? It's interesting because I grew up as Christian. And I mean, I grew up as a charismatic Christian because I mean, we understand that religion has got its diversities as well. So I didn't believe in anything that had to do with ancestors uh, from the African context because Christianity as well is about ancestry because it's about people's journeys to God. So it was quite difficult for me to embrace the calling itself and, um, where the church I was at, anything that had to do with African spirituality and healing was quite demonized. So it took me a while to accept it. And even when I accepted it, I still didn't believe it existed. Um, And for me, that taught me a a very important lesson. Just because you don't believe it exists doesn't mean it's not real, you know? Mm. Uh, So it's through going through the journey when I encountered certain experiences and I was given my own evidence about the power of African spirituality. So, and my, I mean, my, I think I've had a series of awakening moments, but one that was, was, was quite prominent for me is when I was mentally diagnosed with temporal lobe epilepsy in 1999. And I was in a mental institution. I was in Tara hospital for six months. Um, and when I came out, I was on, on medication for six months, but my condition did not progress. It actually worsened. And I was rushed into hospital when I had a seizure. Um, and it was a private hospital. And when I got there, a doctor took one look at me and said, no, this child does not have temporal lobe epilepsy. And I was taken off medication and no explanation, nothing at all. So I was left baffled in, in terms of what was medically really wrong with me because I knew that something was not right, but I didn't know that it was the calling. Um, you know, and fast forward to that, uh, I took a group of people because uh, part of what I do is facilitation work of, of a group of, of, of leaders uh, at Liberty Life. And we went to Ritz, the originals, the origin center. And we were talking about innovation and we met an African scientist who spoke about African spiritual healers as bethers of innovation and how Western science sometimes fails to understand indigenous African spirituality. 
and and say how many people get misdiagnosed with psychoticness, but it's actually a, a, they are awakening to their calling. And I was mm. sitting at the back of, of you know of of the room, and I cried because for the first time somebody spoke, um, you know, spoke truth to my own experiences. Because here I was thinking I was crazy, and no one can diagnose what my craziness was about. Because even though I was told that I had the calling to become a sangoma. It wasn't something I could conceptually grasp for myself. It didn't make sense because I wasn't brought up that way. And there is no way to go to, you know, to research or find references that can validate those experiences because what I came across was something that invalidated it and that made it unreal and that made it euphoric or made it a wishy-washy thing. And I, I was troubled by that. But when the scientists spoke about psychoticness mis, mi, the misdiagnosis of psychoticness as a spiritual awakening i i started to become curious and 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 they, you know from then on 2010 of september i decided to go and do my my training wow wow what a what an incredible <laughs> journey and and then of course um becoming a life coach and an african storyteller and i know that you graced the tedx cape town stage in 2019 so a whole world has really opened up for you for for you gogo deneo this time of covid if you're coming from a perspective of a spiritual teacher sangoma what is your take on this turmoil that we're going through at the moment i'm seeing it as a gift because we are challenging status quo you know we're challenging the world as we see it and as we understand it because i i believe that we have lived quite fragmented we have lived uh, divided uh, we have lived violently you know towards each other and towards the earth um, and all its other inhabitants because i think as as a people we have kind of felt superior because sometimes we tend to misinterpret a religious text like the one that says that you know god has given us dominion over everything else but i don't think dominion was to run over everything else we were custodians so i think it has given us an opportunity to really self reflect and and look at ourselves and who are we really outside how the world has defined us we have really lived with principles and norms of western ways of doing things is the way but we are realizing and that's why we even stuck with covid because when you look at it and when we were when it came it was an airborne disease and for me when i look at it from a a spiritual perspective is airborne is about spirit spirit is air right air yeah. is creator creator is energy that exists in all of us so what is this really teaching us and telling us because if you even look at um you know narratives that have been shared or experiences that have, have been shared about people uh, ways of treating covid some of them people have retreated to indigenous practices even though western science still wants to refuse that people have really treated covid with indigenous ways but it is telling us that there's a gift in what what we have to, as we became modern as we became modern we just exclusively also became western because modern does not mean one way modern mm -hmm. means that in the now in the present moment but what can we learn from our ancestors and how they have done things and what has worked for them and what is the gift that they can give us in this time so it has really invited us to widen our perspective and understand that when we're dealing with systemic issues they are complex and there's not one thing that can put a domino and the rest of it falls into place we might require multiple interventions so it has really forced us to look at things differently and start to do things differently it has helped us really develop compassion it has helped us really pay attention to our families because it put us into a fright you started to realize the importance of having a grandmother because now they were you know um 
a grouping that was at high risk of infection and you realize how important your grandmother is and now you right. want to sit with your grandmother and 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 consume stories that yes you know if 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 covid didn't happen you would not, would have seen them as in, in, insignificant now you want to sit with your you know your loved ones so we're not overly working ourselves and we are not chasing but we are being invited to be present because you don't know what tomorrow holds anymore so there's a gift, there's a learning, there's a growing, there's an expanding, uh, and I love um, being able to look at this challenging time through that lens. Um, Goga Deneo, we talk about the challenging time, and today is a it's a very special day, being um, Yom HaShoah. Um, so for the Jewish people around the world, we remember um, the Holocaust and we honor the victims of the Holocaust. And you know, you you mentioned the ancestors, and I know that a quote of yours is people who are connected to their ancestors are like trees with strong roots that possess a great ability to thrive. Um, it's on a day-to-day that we really do connect with the ancestors, those that, that suffered so terribly during the Holocaust. Very quickly, before you do go, what are your thoughts on this ancestral trauma, this intergenerational trauma for our ancestors to have gone through um, such a horrific time during the Holocaust? How do we, generations later, deal with that? I mean, if you look at spiritual callings, including a Sangoma, some of us are called to actually heal those traumas because they have manifested in diseases in the families, including some biomedical diseases because there's a discourse. Let's look at cancer, for example, right? Yeah. Cancer, it, it attacks healthy cells in our bodies. So what is that thing that has eaten away the life of our own family? So when we're looking at ancestral discourses and what happened in the Holocaust, there might be some things that we have not healed. So we might think, it is that relative of us that died, but they died tragically and they died traumatically. So we did not perform the right kinds of ritual to honor and acknowledge how their life was lost. So then you have a family that experiencing cancer or depression and we don't understand and we think it's just the lifestyle of now, but it's actually what happened then. So, you know, these, these, these family pathologies and patterns do emerge from past experiences. And I think for me, it's important. And I always, when I do my African spiritual teachings, I speak about the Jewish community and how it reveres their lineages and their ancestry and how we as, as, you know, as Africans, especially, I mean, as I would say black Africans mostly have lost connection to our own ancestry because I believe that we are all Africans. I mean, it's the cradle of humankind. So we mm-hmm. all come from this continent. We all come from Mother Africa. So if we can really go back and reconnect to some of the pains and some of the wounds and saying, what do we need to heal? What are the discourses? What are the pains we need to heal? So we don't have to, you know, we, we might still, we don't have to have a generation that comes after us carry the burdens of our ancestors. So it's not just a day of the remembering, there's sharing stories, there is, but you're saying there is a healing, a very important healing that is needed. No, definitely. I mean, I I, I don't know, but you know, the power of ritual, we say, Maldome Soma speaks about a ritual being a give, gifting to the soul what it's calling for us, right? Yeah. So if we don't perform those honoring rituals, then we carry that because as human beings, we're not just the flesh. We are not just this body, but we are spirit and we are also the mind. And we understand that our spirit is then interconnected to higher spirits. When our ancestors pass on, it's the body that dies, but the spirit transforms. So if we don't then do the things that we're needing to do, the spirit that then transformed, has it transcended in peace? Or is it not at peace? Then when it comes and we are connecting with it, we are connecting with something that is not at ease with itself. So therefore, what it comes 
back to us with is disease is. So when we look at things that way, and, and, and quickly for me, that's why I also went to do life coaching, because I understood that just wanting to perform spiritual healing without understanding psychology might be a problem because all right. these things are interconnected because in my work I look at holistic healing I was listening to your previous um you know contributor and I was like that's quite fascinating because as a people like when people ask me what is the medicine for cancer I can list I can list it but it might not help you treat it because what the cancer you are carrying has a spiritual element to it that is connected to the pains of your ancestors. So we need wow. to look into it. We need to be able to diagnose what are the other things that have contributed to the cancer. You know, I say to people, things like these are complex and don't go applying one person's treatment to yourself and thinking it's going to work for you. It might not work. It might have worked for even a family member, but to you it might be different because that's how complex things are. I don't even like people Googling things online about spiritual healing and thinking that you could apply it. You were not formed by Google. Yeah, it's there for insights and, and to shed some knowledge, but some of the knowledge might move us from doing the real hard work because healing is a journey and healing is hard work. And I, I talk about it in, in my TED talk that it is hard work and we don't, we're not willing to put in the work. We are in a generation of quick fixes. Hence COVID happened to slow us yeah. down, to also mm. appreciate things organic ways of doing things, you know, slowing down and pacing ourselves, planting the seeds and watering and making sure that they can grow because we're not willing to do those things anymore. We want yeah. in and out, you know, we want, I want to put in the money today. I want to see a hundred thousand rent and that's why we have been exploited yes you know oh, people, very I, mean, true. I, I like to call it the outsource the outsource generation gogo deneo it's and that's why people wisdom. go to thank you for that thank you so much but you see people go to those sangomas with a lot of flyers of saying i will enlarge your penis i will make sure you win the lottery i mean what you know what is practical with that and i always say to people when they are seeking healing do not be desperate because desperation leads to exploitation. Gogo Denea, thank you. Oh, I wish I had hours and hours with you. What a, what a joy to have you on the show. Thank you for your wisdom, that which you have impart, uh, imparted over the last few minutes. We do appreciate it and take care. Hopefully we'll have you on again soon. Thank you very much.